Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze and discuss the movie High Fidelity five minutes at a time. I'm Kathy Stoker. I'm David Stoker. I'm Candace LaSalle. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Howdy. How's everyone doing? You're Great. hanging in there. Yes. <laughs> We're glad to be back. This is our sixth episode, um, minutes 26 through 30, mm. where Marie DeSalle is taking her bow. That's where we start off, and we close with Barry messing with yet another customer. Yeah. So. I do like Barry in this minute. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> there are a couple of instances that I just think he shines. He shines. shines. Yes. Yes. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a specific moment I could think he shines. But like the moon? (laughs) Shines like the moon. Yes. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I missed this when I was watching. So Marie finishes and then she goes over to them, right? No, she's at like the table selling her CD. Her CD signing table. Okay, now I get it. I mean, they remind me of a bunch of teenage oh my god right i was actually thinking younger than that younger (laughs) but yeah like they were just like uh yeah i don't even know what to say about them in this moment they're you should totally come to our record store he owns it but yeah you should totally come yeah yeah they're just they're smitten they're right i guess they're smitten yeah yeah it's cute I, i guess my side question is have any of you ever met you know celebrity whether it's a local or you know i guess big time celebrity and had those feelings of being tongue-tied and kind uh, of falling over yourself i did i met a i met a pitcher on the red Sox, uh-huh greg greg harris and i think i said hi to him and that was it uh-huh. <laughs> i don't think i would do well with celebrity i feel i think i would be i'm i'm very reserved as it is so i feel like meeting someone like that i just feel like it would just cripple me all right yeah i met a celebrity well a singer from my favorite band and um i was in university and i was listening to an a cd and he was looking for someone and he knocked i think he came to my door and asked what i was listening to and asked uh if i knew where his friend was because i guess she lived on the floor i lived on and um yeah and so he borrowed a piece of paper and wrote her a note and slipped it under the door and I was actually a housekeeper at the university and I stole that piece of paper. I went in and unlocked the door. <laughs> <laughs> did so, you know at the time who he was? Yeah, I did. Were you listening to his album? I was not. I was listening to Toad the Wet Sprocket. And who was this band? Oh, it was Jim Cregan from Bare Naked Ladies. Nice. Yeah. Very so, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't David know that. Was- I don't think I ever you still have the note i probably have it somewhere yeah, i bet you do and i'm thinking like well maybe now that i'm thinking like because i wouldn't if she was living in that room i wouldn't have unlocked the door so i might have my facts so maybe he thought she was living there and had put the note under the door and i think i knew there wasn't anyone there because i would never go into someone's room and take something so so yeah that's uh-huh. that part might have been I don't... Backpedaling on the thief. Bob. No, I know. I'm backpedaling. <laughs> no, because no, I would never do that. I don't think I would. Maybe I would. I don't know. A little B&E in college, you know. <laughs> what about you guys? Kathy, Dave? I mean, I've met lots of athletes. Um, lots of athletes. Lots of athletes, I, but... Well, well. <laughs> my, my 
friends, Cheryl and Jill and I used to wait after the Bruins games um, by the uh, entrance that the Bruins would come out of. <laughs> it, it was fans. It was not stalking. And uh, sure. so that's what it sounds occasionally like. Occasionally an autograph or I do remember one time the waiting waiting at the Patriots for the Patriots. Oh, I missed your comment. Oh, oh, wait. So <laughs> Chris you, needs to back yeah, up. Back up, back up, Kathy. You're what? like it, it, mostly autographs or and it, or what? Oh, or, oh no, or just conversation, Chris. Oh, ah, yes, conversation. Yes. yes. Yeah, nothing juicy. Air quotes. Um, but then after the Patriots game one time, um, my friend Cheryl almost fainted when she saw former Patriots Craig James. <laughs> my mother actually was with us, and she and I had to hold on to Cheryl so she wouldn't buckle. Yeah, he wasn't like a superstar or anything. He wasn't like he was, Tom Brady or, I know, you know, good looking. Julian wow. Edelman. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. And she almost so I, fainted? I don't think I would faint to meet anyone. Yeah, I mean, if somebody like, you know, if someone famous jumped out at me and scared me, maybe I'd faint. But just seeing somebody, that's... Craig Janney for the Bruins did it for me. You fainted? No, 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 no. I didn't faint. I, I would get weak in the knees, like that oh. little expression. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at these three grown men and how they're acting. And <laughs> Right. I like how you shifted that, Kath. <laughs> yes, thank you. Transitioning now that I'm feeling self-conscious. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, I met John Popper from Blues Traveler oh. after a show. Uh, he was hanging out outside the the venue, and you know, went up to him and uh, got my ticket stub signed. But I was like, uh, "Great show, man!" <laughs> totally. You blow a mean <laughs> harmonica, man. Yeah, not even that. Not even that. Like, like I didn't want to. You know, could have asked him about like you know my favorite song that they play or something right. or anything. But no, great show, man. Great show. It was man. a terrible. A ter- it was yeah. typical. Yeah. Poor fandom. Uh, I think it's uh, tough. It's a regret. It's a regret. <laughs> it's a regret. <laughs> what would you? What would you? What would you have said to him though? I don't even know what I would say to a celebrity. Like, I love your movies, or you know, your music's great. Oh, gee, thanks. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, what's, uh, what are you listening to these days? I don't even know. Like, yeah, what, what's like? What's your favorite band? Right. Is, is Blues Traveler your favorite band? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. You either end up saying, like you said, hey, great show, or then it's someone who's, like, trying to promote. And, yes, I'm making a reference back to High Fidelity, but then that's what leads into um, Rob and Barry's exchange that I laugh out loud at. Oh, right, about yeah. the record, but why'd you yeah. invite her? Yeah, why'd, why'd you, you tell them about the record store? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Business strategy. <laughs> I didn't know it was a secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. that I didn't know that was classified information. Right, right. That's what he I know, said. I know we don't have customers, but I thought that was a bad thing. <laughs> it's just you such know, a Jack Black delivery. I loved it. Yes. Love it. What's what were int- you going to say, Chris? Oh, just interesting. In the book, that scene in the book, uh, it starts with her asking them, hey, do you know any good record stores around here? Or would I have to go to a certain other neighborhood in town? And they're oh. like, and, and then they, they dive into Seems exactly what we see, which is, oh, he's got a record store. You should come visit us. And, then, and So it's just interesting they left that part out. I'm so glad they left that out. That seems so, like... Too obvious? Too obvious. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Even for the book, like, really? She asks. <laughs> oh, they just happen to work at a record store. And she asks. That's... Gosh, I'm not an author, but I don't think I would have written that. Note to Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick Orby. A new A new segment. <laughs> Note to Nick. Note to Nick. Come on, man. Oh, God, no, I just love that scene. So then they, right after that, is that when they switched back to Rob's apartment? I think they did, but I want to say, why do you think Rob's annoyed that they 
told her about the record right. store. Like, I mean, is Don't, he embarrassed by it, or he doesn't want her? To, I mean, yeah. how cool is it that they own a record store? Why is he like annoyed? Well, I think he's probably like, what if she shows up? Is, uh, yeah. is she going to be impressed or think it's terrible? You know, and it's a whole reflection on him. And uh, he's just hmm. so depressed right now, right? Like so angsty as it is. Like I just feel like he's such a an Eeyore. Yeah. He is. That's a great description. Cause, you know, and he's like, like, looks at her, gives her a wave. Like, hey, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Why would you not tell her? I, I think part of it too is you know he's. I think he's he's just as excited as they are. Right. We just right. we just came off the last five minutes where they were both right. like, uh, I love right. you. I want to be you know in a relationship with you. And right. Uh, he's just except he's trying to play it cool. And Dick and Barry are the go right. all the way the other way. They're just like gushing and like and they're embarrassing him. And right. The fact yes. That they're okay. Using his store yes. in this embarrassment. He's just like, ah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Too cool for school. And they're. So he thinks. Well, so he thinks. Yes. Because whereas I think they are more endearing. If you know, like I'm like trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, who would she enjoy the presence of more? Like, I don't know. They were cute and fun, and they, I mean, they weren't like gross to her or anything. They were just fun yeah. and excited and he right. was like he to me seemed the least, least mm-hmm. interesting of the group in that moment if I yeah. were her so but I agree and then I hate to admit this like years and what? years ago I probably would be more attracted to him because oh gosh he's conflicted and angsty and mm. I'm going to have that savior complex and so I'll throw that Whoa. in there to be honest yeah. Ooh, wow I don't know if I've ever had that <laughs> Like Dave. Yeah. Well, I assume that's why we're together. The angst. Tell, tell me more. <laughs> Do I need to start being angsty and angry and smoking and wearing leather coats? Or maybe and... you were when you met. And that's what attracted <laughs> I wasn't. No. No, I recovered and then went for <laughs> and then went for like you were saying, Candace. Fun and cute right. and nerdy. And... So, am I Barry or Dick in this uh, <laughs> in this analogy? We need to totally Barry. <laughs> so we probably should move on to the next scene. Right. Right. right, right, Yeah, move us along, Chris. Right. So, so we go to we go to Rob's apartment. He uh, puts on. Uh, it puts her CD in. Yeah, but do we even hear it play? Yeah, it's playing uh, the same song we just heard. But, Oh. Baby, I love your way. I feel like I didn't really even hear it, but it's it's pretty faint. Okay. Um, did you guys get a look at the album itself, the actual song titles on the album? I um, I was leaving that to you guys to oh, notice that. Uh, so the interns told me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's basically it's like it's a cover album for the most part. It's all covers. Uh, so uh, Baby, I Love Your Way, which we've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a song in there called Patsy Klein Times Two, which appears to be an original. and It gets referenced later in the movie. Um, but Ghostbusters, Beat It by Michael Jackson, Baby Got Back, which they mix a lot. Um, Are there versions of these songs out there anywhere? No. Yeah. That's, it's a, as we talked, she's a you know, fake band, fake albums. Right, right. Uh, yeah. 911 is a joke, which is a public enemy song. I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. Mbop by Hampson. Oh. Remember we talked about yeah. uh, oh, wow. we were talking about uh, some pop music earlier in yeah. the, the yeah. episodes. This is this is uh, so she's doing a cover of that. Okay. My, Heart, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. 
Oh, and yeah, um, really? the last two tracks, I don't know. I couldn't find it. It was one's called You Can't Have It. Uh, the other one's called The Time Is Now. And I, I couldn't find who those are. So I'm just going to uh-huh. do a call out to our listeners. Head on over to the Facebook uh, listener, listener Lounge. Listener Lounge. The High Fidelity Listener Lounge. And please tell us if you know who did the originals of those last two songs. Okay, so this makes me think, I don't know, for me... So this is an album of covers, which makes me feel like Dick and Barry, they're into this. Like, it just seems so, like, to me, to me, it makes her less interesting. Mm-hmm. Like a, a album of covers? Right. Something I mean, they would mock. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Mbop. <laughs> I mean, I love Actually, it, but... Actually, I find myself fascinated by Mbop and almost want to hear that recorded by her. <laughs> well, there you interesting. Go. Why? I don't know because I I am curious to see like what she did with the you know the the song we heard. I'm interested to hear what she would do. I mean, we've all heard Ghostbusters. We all heard you know some of the other songs. I I am would I'm trying to picture how she would have done those. Mm. Did, her did she slow it down and acoustically? Yeah. Or did she Ghostbusters? <laughs> Who you gonna call? I mean, I can't even imagine. You gotta go back to, is it her look that attracts them? Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah, part that, of it, yeah. That would be part of it. Okay. Captain Obvious then, sorry. Yeah, I but, think it's the looks. And no, I'm just surprised. I, I'm surprised. I didn't know that this was an album of covers. And I just think, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like them to me. But I hear what you're saying, Dave, that if she can be interesting and make, you know, Peter Frampton's songs, song right. interesting, which I guess, I don't know. Well, that was a big deal, right? Because they all said they hate that song, but now they love it. Again, yeah. Why do they love it? Because I think you guys said, eh, you didn't think she sounded that great. Right. But you guys are sitting here with your wives. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Bonet is so ugly. Yeah, she's so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, so so the CD. Should, so yeah. yeah, so we got this. He puts the CD on, which just starts playing "Baby I Love You" way again, okay. uh, and then he gets a phone call from Liz. Oh yeah, a brief message yeah. from Liz, who sounds like some mutual friend. Um, yep, it's, yep. it's uh, Joan Cusack. I love we'll, her. We'll see her later, but uh, Me too. Um, so it's a little bit of a, you know, she's not taking sides yet. Yet is what it's she said. Just such a great line. Yes. Yeah. Not taking yeah. sides yet. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yet seems to be a popular word in this movie, and mm. what it means, because I believe we have something coming up in a few oh. minutes. Oh, okay. And a few Gosh. episodes with the word yet. Oh, hey. Okay. Now I need to know. Intriguing. Yeah, yeah I like hearing helps. Joan Cusack's voice at Cusack, Cusack, whatever. I love her. I mean, I love her in everything I see her in, and so mm-hmm. it's fun to have her. Does it make you think of Jesse from Toy Story? Is that what? I love her as Jesse in Toy Story. Mm. Um, and oh, what other movie am I thinking of? I don't know. I'll have to look. I'll talk about it next time we see her or something. She's sure. been but, in a lot. Yeah. No, I just love well, she's her. She's also been in a lot with him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she calls and. It, that's a, it's a pretty quick scene. She just yeah. he, he takes the message. There's right, that, the message. You know, a uh, little foreshadowing there of yet, and then they cut to. Uh, the next morning, right? And uh, Laura, uh, he's 
putzing around in his bathrobe, and Laura comes in to pick up her stuff, right? So she'd already said she was going to come in right. while he's at work. How much stuff does she have? Well, based on what she does in this in this few minutes, not much. Like, less than a bag full. Well, she already took a bag. She's here to take another bag. Why do you say it so accusingly? I'm not. I'm just, uh, I just figured she would have gotten all her stuff already. Like, oh, she, keeps coming, she keeps coming back. Like, hmm. Is that a oh. is that a is that a tell? Like, right. Is this a, her tell? She keeps leaving stuff, you know, like the the the, the George Costanza from Seinfeld, Costanza, you know, when he <laughs> right. when he leaves the he takes the clock and he leaves the Russian hat or whatever, and, right. you know. Is, so she is keeps it, having is, to go back. Yeah, she keeps having to come back. Like, is that a a thing for her because she's not truly ready to let go mm-hmm. well this i think dialogue between them is so telling and actually i think makes me like both the characters more in their kind of raw vulnerable exchange yeah no i can see that i i didn't find her as annoying in this scene so i guess that's mm. that worked for me too um i i, I no, i was just gonna say i like the honest exchange yeah um, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to hear someone say, I've moved on with my life and you haven't. Like, I just feel like that's like she cuts to the quick, really, and, you know, sort of just says, you know, I've evolved and you haven't. I mean, isn't that like any breakup? That's essentially what's happening with, you know, like one person, unless it's mutual, one person right. feels yeah, like they I'm just saying, but to I hear it. I, 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 just to hear it, I feel yeah. super bad for him because I'm like, wow, like she really, you know. Mm-hmm. She really cuts him there. Well, what I hang on to is that, you know, he says, do you still love me? Which you can just see that's where his character becomes super vulnerable. And she says it's not about love. It's about making yourself happy. And so I do agree that she's probably coming back, that she does love him. Right. And clearly, again, their stages of growth or whatever you want to say, she's feeling like she has evolved more than he has. And I forget what she, what does she say that... He still doesn't even do. Is it like changing his clothes or something? I think is he still wearing the same yeah. stuff? Yeah, same socks or something. Yeah, yeah, that he when they met or whatever. Um, they do say they don't get along. Um, yeah, yeah, I just thought I th- I found it to be like kind of a pained situation where you know maybe given different circumstances or different parts of their life at this point they could reconcile but clearly at this point there's so much tension between Mm. them so i'm gonna play the you know she says you know it's not about love but doesn't love conquer all isn't that the 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 base thing you need is love well i think you do but i think if you know if you feel like you're in different places and but then yeah i don't know i mean i guess depends Maybe she doesn't love him as much as, I don't know. That's a good, I don't really know how to put it in words she, what I want to say right now. Or is she just sending him a message? Like, uh, she does love him. She's doing this not to break up with him or leave him, but to make him. him evolve. Yeah, to yeah. push him to yeah. say like, you know, I'm going to leave because you're unhappy and we're unhappy together. But I know we can be happy, mm. but mm-hmm. you need to make the steps to do it. Like, you're not working with me and I think we all know that like when you're married for a long time it's just you know you work at it it's not right. a not right. like a job job but you work at having a happy marriage 
Right, right. Not, not just a job job. You know what I mean. I do know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think she, she seems a lot more closed off and a little more cold in this scene than he seems a little more... Emo- not emotional because he's not crying or yelling he's not yelling at her so that's great yeah, you know he's evolved from the last time he saw her or, and uh right. or, but was she, was she expecting him to be there like was this a conversation she no. wanted i don't think she was expecting him to be there but i mean so no, maybe no. he went to the store late or something i mean I, I'm he did yeah he, he said he, he took said the he morning took off. the morning off oh so he took the morning off. he did this God. deliberately to confront her I'm horrible at this yeah. i don't remember that part. yeah chris what are your thoughts uh, I skipped through this whole. Scene. <laughs> Did you really? My only, because of her hair. My only note. My only note was that uh, as they're wandering through the apartment, um, God. they, uh, they, uh, Rob has a as a catalog open up on his uh, like a night on a on a stand or something, and it's a. I was just having this conversation with uh, my kids recently about oh yeah you know back in the day if you wanted to go find an album by someone you had to go into the record store oh my god and you this were. huge catalog yeah. on the counter that you right. flipped through it was like you know like three or four phone books tall and you search I don't by remember that catalog and he's got one oh, of those dude, catalogs yeah. in his room oh that's what you noticed out of this whole scene <laughs> yeah well insight into chris's world brain right you, now not a, not a fan of the relationship so as soon as i'm like ah oh, mm-hmm. it's a laura and rob scene Lauren. he did finish he did finish the record uh catalog though he did yeah it's all back together yeah, it's, all, it's all back to Is back it? up on the shelves yeah it looked like it what? Uh, but he was just he was just playing with a pile of them was that when he got home well they need yeah, to put just... something on the bottom of the screen what the time jump is i mean you can't <laughs> do that in a night can you could you maybe you can maybe you could yeah, he doesn't have kids. The catalog and the where this scene I think is so pivotal to their relationship. Well, I think yeah. there's more pivotal scenes to come up. I think yes, this is just I, I think this is just the precursor. Okay. This is just the tip of the right. iceberg, as they right. say. Okay. Right. She's, pu- she's pushing him to evolve so yes. they can right. be happy together later. Does he think yeah. he's happy? I mean, I think he's realizing that he's a little miserable. Yeah, he's a little bit Eeyore, like you said, Kathy. Yeah. I like that description. Yes. I mean, definitely the next day or when he's at back at championship vinyl. I mean, you definitely see um, you definitely see him looking like Eeyore. He's like slumped over. He's got the the, the shades on. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love those scenes because he looks like a, the, the young John Cusack. From yes. better, better off dead. I feel he's going to kick out of. Yeah, I, I mean, he seemed a little bit to me happier though in the record store. Back in the record store, or moving on to the record store. Moving on to the record store. I'm trying to think. If I have anything else to say about the Lauren? Laura used to have pink hair. Yes. So that's, that's I'm gonna, interesting. I'm going to do some pink hair soon. I think so. Cool. So I would not be able to work in a law office. Do we get? We don't really <laughs> get to see. Do we get to see a flashback of their early relationship? We do. I think we, we do. do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Especially when they meet. Okay. Great. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. And I feel a need to apologize. I'm sorry if I discounted the catalog scene. There's no need to apologize. This podcast okay. is no apologizing. No. Okay. No apologizing. You pointed out stuff on. that. No crying in baseball. No apologizing. <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can I jump back real quick too? Yeah. Uh, all the way back to the bar. Oh, uh, or, uh, what did we miss? Uh, there was a song playing while they were uh, talking to Marie DeSalle buying her albums. Uh, okay. It was uh, Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam by the Vaselines. Vaselines. Uh, and uh, that song is actually probably 
was made famous by Nirvana on their Unplugged album. Oh. They performed a cover of that song, but they called it Jesus Don't Want Me for Sunbeam. Um, Why'd they change it? Because it's Nirvana. It's Nirvana. Kurt yeah. Cobain, you know, he's a crank. Well, yeah, I'm like, God, you changed. He's just, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. <laughs> wow. That's, well, I love that. <laughs> Jesus don't want me for a sunbeam. I'm like, oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. okay. well, it's supposed to be, I guess it goes all the way back. It's it's actually like the Vaseline's song is a, is a spinoff or a parody of an actual, like, you know, Christian uh, Catholic school kids sure. song. Okay. So they kind of spun it, it and then Nirvana spun <laughs> it even further. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I just want to make sure before we, oh, okay. before we move on to the record story, I had to get that, had to get that in. The Vaselines. Why do you name yourself the Vaselines? No. No? I know. It's original. I guess it's original, but why? That's the thing. I think it's hard to create a band. As we go further and further in time, isn't it harder to come up with band names? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Let's do that as a top five top, at some point. Let's do top, top five... five Favorite Ima- band names? No, imaginary band names. Make up five new band names. Oh my god! Yes, that that's exist. hilarious. That don't exist. If don't you were going to have a band, what would you Top name? Top five fake band names. Top five fake band names. Like if you were going to have a band yourself, or, or just you think would be a cool band yeah. name. Like we've already you know run into the licorice comfits, whatever was mentioned earlier in the movie, oh, and Rita Sal, and um, oh, I love that's not a band name. That would be fun. All right. That does sound fun. Oh, yeah. All right, so now the best part of these five minutes. The best part. Is the scene in the record shop. Yes. Okay. Well, just because we had to get away from Laura and Rob. So. Oh, Laura and Rob. <laughs> so they do, no one cares so about Laura and Rob. So they're playing a game, right? They're doing, uh, I'm guessing they're going around the room taking turns of going through top five lists. Because it starts with, hey, Rob, it's your turn. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling basic i think it's what he said basic uh, so, yeah. so top five side one track ones which i know we've talked about offline uh which i i find it a little snobby that he's like oh track side one track ones so it's so really talking about album openers why can't you just say yeah. top five track ones well, because oh. he's talking in the form of albums not right, in he's the in a form record of store CDs or spotify or itunes he's talking about in terms of records there is a side one and a side two i know but but, but you could still another say name for side one track one is track one yeah what's the album track openers one. so even like side two track a, one is like track seven right like i think of. that's what i think that's what he should have done has been like all right here's what i here's name your uh Top five side two track ones, so best openers of the second half of an album. Yeah, but oh, I don't know. I think that's weird. Why would you do that? Because it's more pedantic. Feeling, it's more pedantic. That's basic. snobby. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, that's his whole point, though. Yeah. Oh, Make he's it feeling more basic. Snob. But he's feeling basic, so he's, he's going to go basic. top five. Thank goodness. Track ones. All right. Yeah. What you got a kick out of? I'm still. Uh, uh, they're, they're all rattling off all these songs and like, uh, which one's that, which one's that, which one's that, do I know that one? And so this is my favorite stuff in the movie. Right. I well, do like that they're hanging out with a friend in the shop, though. Uh, yes. Uh, like, they're, like, it's not just exclusive to the three of them. Mm-hmm. It's like someone else was invited to join their little, you know, their little top five party. <laughs> What's the friend's name? Lewis. His name's Lewis. Lewis. Yes. We've been seeing him in Boy Meets World. Our, yeah, he's one of the teachers. Right? Yeah, he's one of the teachers. Oh, yeah. So, I remember him from Swingers. Oh. Swingers. And he was a he was in Becker, right, with uh, Ted Danson. He was on that yeah. show. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's been he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it's fun that he's there and he looks like he's very comfortable there, like part of the group. He's not just, you know, like he mm. seems like he knows the guys. I think the fact that they're probably by definition of them uh, hanging out with him or mm-hmm. that he's in their circle, like he must have some musical knowledge, right, yes. that they respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Especially it's, just, you know, the, the, the customer that they're, that Barry interacts with in these minutes. Yeah. Um, it's like the, you know, what did you say, Dave, at the beginning, right? The typical Barry, or did you say it was the best of Barry? Yeah, the best of Barry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. I mean, you know, we'll, like that they can just name track ones off I know. album <laughs> without looking at Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> But I guess that's why they work at a record store and I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's... I, I will say, I... I I think I would have trouble coming up with a lot of track ones. Like I know there's mm-hmm. some album openers that I'm like, oh yeah, like the Boy in the Bubble on Paul Simon's Graceland. I think, pretty sure that's track one. Yeah. And that, that's a. Um, I've never ever paid attention to that ever. Never. But, never. All right. Um, I do like when they have the scenes that are actually out in the store. Like I do like them when they're in the cash register by the cash register and in the back room. But I don't know. It just reminds me of. How fun, as we've said before in previous podcasts, to be, you know, in the record store and like you're flipping records and you feel the vinyl. And I'm just noticing the stickers on the end of the, you know, the album shelves and and just sort of that ambiance. Ambiance is, yeah. is re- really cool yeah. um, for someone who's not a record snob or aficionado, you know, like you, Chris. It I still enjoy and respect the environment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like a fun place to hang. Yeah. I wouldn't want to hang with them. I, 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 I do I, feel like if I walked in on this, this is exactly what happens in a record store. Like this conversation is happening all over, you know, America or Canada, wherever, oh. wherever <laughs> records are sold. Like this, these conversations are being had. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of record stores I've been in that are more like the, this kind of a record store. And I don't feel like there's that many employees and... No, it's always usually just one or like two. Like one or two people. Yeah. But obviously these guys just keep showing up because that's what they do, you know. Right. Yeah. And then the, the other guy comes in. Does, do we know his name or? Yeah, that's I, a. Oh, you got him we there. don't know his name, do we? We just he's customer. He's nerdy right. customer. Right. Yeah. No, he's a. I dug in a little bit. He's a. He's Alan Johnson. So it's kind of this. I guess is like a a bit of a cameo. Um, Alan Johnson's from the lead singer of a of a Chicago band called U.S. Maple. Oh, cool! Uh, so he's uh, again. There's I guess all the a lot of these customers are like, um, you know, either friends of friends of them or you know these locals and. Mm. Um, I like that. So yeah. Yeah, I love your fun facts. Chris is Just a fun in fact. A minute. Fun <laughs> fact corner. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know when he's like in a minute. <laughs> um. Like who's who does that as a customer service? And then, we see, and then we see Barry doing his walk around. Oh my God. <laughs> around the, uh, the counter. I love his walk. Just, just the purpose he has with that. And then obviously you see the. <laughs> his butt. 
his butt. <laughs> yes, yes, thanks for that. And, and I'm just curious, in the book, Chris, does it describe him that way? Or is that like a Jack Black, like, hey, I'm going to do this, and this is like so my character? Well, I, I don't think he necessarily has a man- mannerisms. I think there's probably a physical description that that's, might right, match. Okay. Uh, but no, the mannerisms and all this kind of stuff, is no, that's, that's totally him. I, mean, I the, feel like this the, that would have been improv. Like, I, I, I don't think... I feel like he would have done that and like let known his butt crack was hanging out. Oh, oh for sure. Well, and that wasn't supposed to be in it. I mean, well, Rob and Dick are you can totally tell that they're laughing. Yes. Oh, like this is totally improv because um Dick, John Cusack well, is laughing and I think Dick is trying not to laugh. Right. I love them sitting up there. They're so cute and it just Dick's just the way Dick sits there. He's so like reserved and his legs are together right. and he's just you know his hands are in his lap and he's um very different from rob and yeah did you, did you notice that at the end there too the end of the, the five minutes it's rob and rob kind of reaches out for his version of a high five to barry yeah, he gives, like him a, the, gives him a little they do a little uh <laughs> finger shake or whatever yeah. and uh i think that's uh we talked about that a little bit that this making fun of customers was something that they used to all do. I mean, Rob got after Barry for making fun of the guy looking for the Stevie Wonder song. Uh, And he's like, Lewis does call him out on that though. He does say something to that effect, or maybe he says that in the next minute, but he does call him out and says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so he's high-fiving him for so you. Kind of, well, yeah. So it's like, so I think this like scene we just witnessed is something that used to happen more frequently with all of them uh, back in the day. Well, I mean, and the guy says he was here last week. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so how often has this guy come in? So maybe, you know, maybe when the when the um, the dad was in there, you know, he's just some new guy and, and you yeah, know, so Rob's like, you know, don't treat him like that. But this guy has a ongoing relationship that Rob's maybe okay with him giving him a hard time about right and I, don't, I don't understand there are the music snobs whoever why are they harassing this guy when he's he, he comes in he's looking for like a rare version of this right. album that's he's specifically asking for like a french pressing of this uh, captain beefheart album and so to me that's like oh so he's he knows he knows rare, rare albums so yeah why are they torturing why are they torturing him, why are they torturing him? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he takes it out, and he's holding it so delicately. Like clearly, he knows his stuff. Right. I mean, he's not coming back. I think. Oh, he's well, gonna, he's oh well, yeah, he's going to come back next week, and it's not going to be here because yeah. they sold it to what's his name, right? For forty bucks. To Lewis, yeah. Lewis, right. Which I love. Lewis is just like I don't have that album. Like, right. like it's not like he cares about I, it. I know. I'm like, so is that just he just I just I want to buy it. Yeah, he's being just like they are. He's not even going to let it be there for the guy when he comes in next week. I could never do that. If I witnessed that and knew that person wanted that album so desperately, I would never be like, oh, I'm going to buy it just so they can't get it. That's what he did right there. Yes, absolutely. It was such a... He doesn't need that album. I assume he just did it because it's like, oh, it must be a good album. Well, he might have a little bit. I don't. I think he was. I don't think Lewis was being a jerk. I I don't think he was was being a jerk, but he didn't need to buy it. I mean, he took it away from the guy (laughs) coming in next week. (laughs) I think we we will see in the next uh, five minutes. We do see a conversation erupt over this subject. So I think it will be good for us to get there. Okay. Save it. All right. All right. Um, I did. 
So go ahead. I, oh, I did look up that album. Oh yeah, okay. It's good. If you like blues, it's oh. a good album. I, I never heard it before. I'll probably never hear it. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna. <laughs> oh. I'll, oh. I'll share it. Anyway. Um, so it's well, a real album. It is a real album. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we only hear Rob's uh, top, like his his top, his side track one, okay. side, yep. side one. Yeah, I don't no. think we, we hear anything. Yeah, we don't hear anybody else's, which would have been fun. It would have been yep. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the what one he said? What, what did he say was his first? His Jeannie Jones, um, which is uh, uh, on The Clash. Oh. Clash's first, first album. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I should know that. Did you know that, Candace? <laughs> Kathy. I know. No. <laughs> I didn't know it. Chris, Chris is, well, so, he's sitting here, and I think he's like, <sighs> she should know this. They should all know this. No, no, no. I, no, like, you shouldn't no. know that. I'm not saying you should know That's that. That's what it felt like. And you guys, are, you guys are giving me a hard time, like, oh, I'm the music snob in the group. But I didn't know that Janie Jones is track one, side one of the British version, the original version of that album, I guess when they, so okay. in, in, you know, doing okay. research for this, the, the U.S. release of this album has a different song as side one, track one. Okay. Um, so, you know, real music snobs would be like, oh yeah, that's totally the first. So did you track. know any I, of like, did you know, did you, did you know the side one, track one of the U.S. version? No. Oh, no okay. No. What about you, Dave? I didn't know. No. Kathy? <laughs> I won't even. I don't want. I, I don't want I to totally leave you out. I expected Chris to figure this out for me. Right. No. <laughs> no. I know. There's certain things we leave it all up to Chris right. when it comes to these right. little details because we know he loves it. He enjoys I, it. Believe I me. Know, and I love is, I, do. So we don't me, want to take that away from you. You give me five minutes of this movie. There's so much minutia to go to go through. I, I We're not being it. lazy. We're no. just. Oh. Uh, the uh, t-shirts in this. Oh, uh, so while we're here, uh, Rob's wearing a Dickies uh, shirt, which is the clothing brand. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Barry is wearing a Bucky Dent uh, band t-shirt, um, which is another, not the baseball player. Not the baseball player, no. Um, although doing some research on Bucky Dent band turns up, ninety-nine percent of the hits you get is on Bucky Dent, the baseball player. Is he from Chicago? <laughs> is he a Chicago player? Played in Cincinnati and oh. I think um, New York. Oh, I don't um, think he played for the Cubs or the White Sox. Were they named after him then? The band, presumably. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but no, there's not, there's, there's not a ton, there's not a ton of information. They're, they're like they're they were like a local Chicago oh, okay. band, like you know, never made it onto a major label. Oh, okay. You know, they had some independent releases, so it was you know that 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 level of you know. So they. That's not Barry's T-shirt in the shop. Yeah. So he's so it's a uh, which I I find fascinating because I'm like, well, is that a Jack Black thing? Did Jack Black go and find like, you know, was it was it the costume person that found that shirt for yeah. jack black or was yeah. it jack black trying to find some local color in chicago and wear some right. don't you think stuff? a costume person would do that i, I mean hope, that's the job i would hope so but person. i but i always wonder about you know clothing like this kind of stuff mm. is like is it is it yeah. the actor oh, or right. is it right the costume designer i take that back i did some research on bucky dent and i was wrong he did play for the yankees but he also did play for the chicago white Sox, which <gasps> Obviously, is the Chicago connection. There we go. And didn't John Cusack play for the Chicago White Sox in Eight Men Out? He did. He did. He, loves... he didn't play. He didn't play Bucky Dent though. No. Was he Shoeless Joe? No. No. Okay. Um, but I thought he was Bucky. His name was Buck. His name was Buck. Wow. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I loved him in Eight Men Out. As a side note, but. 
Well, yeah, I think if there don't we have like a top five John Cusack movies on our listener lounge? You should put that up there, oh, Kathy. I should. That's right. Mm. I don't yeah, know that there. people want to know. Yes, they want to know more about us. I, I'm sure. I do. I want to know more about the people <laughs> I listen to. Yeah, John Cusack played Buck Weaver. Buck, Buck Weaver. Buck Weaver. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite kind of pancake. Right. Oh, no, it's mm. buckwheat. Sorry. Yeah, what year was he oh, out? All right. All right. So I think that yeah. takes us to the end of the minute, right? Lewis is, uh, buys the Captain yeah. Beefheart record for 40 bucks. Yes. And uh, it drops out right there. So right. do you guys have anything else about these five minutes? Uh, I do not. I don't think so. All right. No, so for our top five. Top five time? Top five time. All right. Yes. So we decided we were going to do top five. Um, number one well, on the well, album. Same thing that John Cusack did, hey, which is album uh, openers. Track one. <laughs> album openers. Track one, side one. Track or, one, side one. Or openers. Yep. Yes. I got all tongue-tied on that one. Um Who's going Do first? Do you want to just list all of ours? I think Kathy should go first and list okay. them all. Yeah, I think okay. list them all. I don't. I'm not a fan of this round. Like going. Don't like round robin, do you? I don't, because then you lose track of who's. Like I think if what? I were listening to a podcast, <laughs> I just want to know. Okay, this is Kathy's choices, and because you can kind of when you hear them all together, it kind of tells a story. I think. Sure. Whereas if you spread it all out, I don't like it. So that's just me. All right. Well, Candace says. All right. Candace no says I have an opinion on this. <laughs> So going with, um, I, I guess, I think Barry and Rob would think I was going basic, I guess, because mm. I first went with Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, and the first song is Born in the USA. Okay. I just love this song. Um, classic. I see what you're doing, Rob. I, <laughs> I think also, I just wanted to comment that what I love about the song is that the story is about Vietnam, um, and it's actually, you know, really kind of criticizing you know what it's like to be born in the USA um, for some people, and but the music gives you such this patriotic theme, and a lot of people, especially politicians, have gotten it wrong. Um, so yeah, but, and I was a big Boss fan, or still am. Um, the second one is Faith, George Michael's Faith, and the first song is Faith. Huh. I really love that, and I went on the Faith, um, went to see him on his Faith uh, concert tour um, concert. But all right, sorry, Dave's saying going faster. Um, <laughs> I thought we'd give some time to get go, a go, go. Um, the next one is The Gambler by Kenny Rogers, and the first song is The Gambler. Wow. You know what? I was thinking of Kenny Rogers. I love that you have Kenny Rogers. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And it's a great song. I the love next that song. week is um, Bare Naked Lady. The next one is Bare Naked Lady Stunt, and One Week is the first one. And okay. I love that song because I think of all of us. Aww. And the last one is um, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volumes 1 and 2, and all in Volume 1, number one is Piano Man, which is one of my top five all-time favorite all -time favorite songs. Ooh. Are we going to have that as a top five? Our top five all-time mm -hmm. favorite songs. I did have Piano Man as one of my songs in another one. So I know, I remember. High five. That was your, your um, ballad, wasn't it? A ballad? It was, one? it was one of my top five ballads, yeah. yes. I like Kathy. That's a that's an interesting strategy of yours to get Piano Man by using the Greatest Hits album. Oh, yes. was it so a strategy? That's probably not track one on the album it came out on. Yeah. I don't think so. So, do you think um, Rob and Gang would find? Uh, would they call alarm to that? Would they? They would. would they say no way, you can't do that. Yeah, they fair. would. They would call a foul on that one. That wouldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now but it's like interesting, that. Kathy, it's because. Clever. 
you say that's one of your top five all-time favorite songs. I, making my list, I probably wouldn't have picked a song that would be my all-time favorite song because I'm like, oh, I got to save that in case we do an all-time favorite song. <laughs> Which no, I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not. I don't know. Right, so, right. Oh, God. Why don't you go next, Candace? Me? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I find all these lists really challenging. I don't know. Like, how do you find track one, side one? I don't know. <laughs> I just... So what I so one of the things, uh, Candace, we'll, yes. have to, we'll have to do is... I we, do, I'm not going on iTunes. So I'm not have, doing that. We no, have a shared no. iTunes no. library, and I have no. a playlist no. called Track Ones. <laughs> Yeah, but the, no. <laughs> I, I should have taken that. That's funny. No. Okay. No, I like my process. It works. I, I get there eventually, and I think it's fine. But it takes good for like you, I, 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 what day? I said good for you, Candace. <laughs> it takes me a little while. I panic for a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Like, like that. This. You topic. like that part? I like it. I, I yeah, and it's challenging for me. And um, but I also I was intimidated by this list this top five choice yeah i think i like when we discuss our processes like we had a healthy discussion like before we all i think went through the the the, the our choices and we were talking about well what's a track one side one and you know <laughs> yes. I, I love those little discussions we had yes yeah i do too and i think i do I, so now i have one so i actually have six because <laughs> wait because one of mine is um so Dave and I kind of chatted about this. <laughs> it's an intro. Wait, so on this album, there's an intro, and it's like 40 seconds long. I guess technically it's track one, but it's not really a song. Like it wouldn't get played on the radio. And so I'm like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm using track two. <laughs> <gasps> what? <laughs> so, so that's why I have six, just in case I don't know what to do. Because I think, what would Barry say? Oh, he would be yeah. like, no way. Yeah, that's... yeah, but but I think it's unfair then because, in a way, on this album. So, so, so Go the ahead. album is how did Kathy do it? Did you say? So this is Nate Roos, um, the, his Grand Romantic album. So it's a solo album. He was and um, so the intro is just like this weird kind of. I don't know. I think it's like a choir singing and whatnot. And it's 40 seconds long. And, and this, so track two is just, it's aha. It's, and, uh, and I just love that song. And to me that it's like a, the album kind of opener, but I guess it's not. Track two. Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. But, so you know, I guess. But here, just say, say, say this instead. I like the, it's called intro slash aha. <laughs> But it's not. It's track two. So, okay. All right. So, all right. So I get to. I'm gonna do. Then I will take that out. But I that uh, <laughs> that makes me really angry. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's a great song. Um. Okay. So once I again, I just went to my favorite artists and I scrolled through their albums and um. I have uh. I went way back for this one. I loved this album. I have the actual vinyl like the original it's wham um music from the music from the edge of heaven and it's on side one but it's actually the hot side not the cool side (laughs) and it's the track one was edge of heaven so um that was my first choice love that song uh second 
one of my very favorite bands is Keen. And this is on their um, Perfect Symmetry album. And it's the song is called Spiraling. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any stories to go with these. I just really like the song. So I'm yeah. just going to say <laughs> the songs. Um, so third one, Bare Naked Ladies. I don't know. Have they been like in every one of my lists? They're my favorite band. So, and this is uh, their album. Maybe you should drive. And the song is Jane. And it's one of my favorite, mm. favorite songs of theirs. I love that song. Yeah. Um, and wait, no, maybe I only have five. I'm looking at my list. Maybe so. Uh oh. Oh dear. All right. And my last one was the Wallflowers, um, bringing down the horse. And um, the song is One Headlight. Nice. Oh, wow. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, one of my favorite things is always going after we have these together and listening to them, and it's great. It is fun. So, okay, so I thought I had six. I don't. Uh, shoot. So, <laughs> yeah. I what? So, you're all set. No, I know, but the Nate Roos one is oh, right. so not really tracked. Disqualifies me. I'm disqualified. Disqualified. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I, so <laughs> yeah, so that's my list. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to go, Nate? Um, yeah, I can go quickly, I guess. So quickly. I thought quickly. about these. Quickly. Yeah, each one of these doesn't have really have a story. Just um, I went through like my history of music and things. Uh, you know, when I grew up, uh, the Beach Boys was big in our family. So uh, my first one is Fun, Fun, Fun by the oh, Beach Boys hmm. off of uh, Shutdown. Nice. nice. Um, the second one comes off the first album I ever owned, which was Thriller by Michael Jackson, <gasps> which is Want to Be Starting Something. Yeah. yeah um, next one, I always think of Chris um, because we used to um, we used to air drum this particular song, <laughs> which is uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins off Face Value. Chris still does that. <clears throat> and uh, the third one, uh, the fourth one is um, a little controversial. Uh, it's Straight Outta Compton by N.W.A. off Straight Outta Compton. Really? Um, wow. Love it. So that's obviously an explicit song. Um, and then the last one. Dave. Um, I had uh, I had a bunch of di ones, and I just couldn't figure out which one I wanted to go with. But ultimately, I thought this one because uh, Chris and our friend Brandon sort of introduced me to this band, which is uh, Daft Punk, and it's One More Time off their Discovery album. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. You read stories. A little bit. Yeah, little some bit. stories there. Some stories. Now I feel the pressure to have to have stories. Right. Short, not long stories. Uh, short. Chris. Keep it short. Short. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I don't remember what my process was. One thing I was hoping to do. Uh, oh, which, you didn't I, look I, at your track ones uh, playlist? Yeah. No, I did look at my track ones. But I was hoping to find like, you know, I'm like, oh, this got to be like, you know, even though I don't really like this artist and I don't really like this album, the opening track of that album is amazing. And I have to just say, that's yeah, that's an amazing song, even though I really don't care about the rest of the album. But I, I would never be able to do that. Yeah, I just I was trying to get music snobby in there. And no way. So I couldn't I couldn't do it. So I just went with some of my uh, all-time favorites. Uh, so I'm going to start with off of uh, U2's Joshua Tree, um, Where the Streets Have No Name. Mm. That is just an, uh, an amazing song. Yeah. Um, Next one is from uh, Peter Gabriel's fourth album, which is called Security. Candace is laughing right now because, of course, there's a Peter Gabriel song on well, this No, I was just yeah. thinking, uh, well, it'd be similar to me. It, you know, we all have our favorites. So. We, we all have our favorites, and, yeah. It's one hard of my not to include them. Is my one of my favorite fans, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, The Rhythm of the Heat, which is actually probably one of Peter Gabriel's 
I think one of his best songs and just happens mm-hmm. to be the, the album opener for security. So that one's amazing. Uh, next one's um, off the Cure's album, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Uh, the opening track's called The Kiss. It's insane how good that song is. It's like six, Candace would love it because it's like six minutes of guitar intro <laughs> and then like a minute of shouting lyrics. And oh my God. It's, it's, why is it? Why is it's, it? it's amazing. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to listen to it when I play the playlist. <laughs> uh, Kathy and I did have a Bruce Springsteen song, uh, but oh. mine was from the the album Nebraska. It's the song Nebraska. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, I forget how I stumbled into that album. I think it was through a cover uh, cover song mm-hmm. of his, and the song Nebraska itself is haunting. It's it's about the Charles Starkweather homicides. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and his girlfriend went on like a murder spree in the fifties, and uh, but it's told from his point huh? of view. Uh, it's it's totally creepy, but it's amazing. Uh, and my last one is uh, from Pink Floyd's uh, Animals album. It's Pigs on the Wing Part One. Pigs on the Wing. Yeah, I love that title. Uh, so, like, album- so like pigs in a blanket. <laughs> uh, close, <laughs> close, but you know it's British. Got a chicken so. wing. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, that's one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums. I think it's just like from start to finish, there's nothing bad on that album. And just the opening, the opening track and the closing track are Pigs on the Wing Part 1 and Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, if I was going to learn a song on guitar, like acoustic guitar, it would be that one. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that's my Fun. top five. So I have a question. So I think I, and I know we'll probably wrap it up, but this whole side one, track one, album opener, I don't really get it. I was saying it to Chris yesterday, and I don't know. Like, when I went searching, I was expecting to um, find this, this track one to be, like, like a big, the biggest hits of the, mm. you know, that album, you know. And and it wasn't in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, I don't know. Like, what... What's the point, or what's the purpose, or what does what's the meaning behind track one? Well, I think I think you, that's an interesting point you just called out, right? Like a lot of albums have the singles that get released off the album; yes. and those are interspersed throughout the yeah the, the record or CD or whatever. Uh, but I always think you know hook, yeah. an album's got to have something yeah, that hooks you that just like comes out of the boom. I'm like, oh my god, this album's gonna be amazing, or like mm-hmm. I love the mm-hmm. you know it's just the, the beginning of. Right. You know, 45 minutes of awesome. Or, yeah. Um, I think this sage John Cusack, by the end of this movie, will have us informed on oh. how albums may be getting produced, particularly like he's like, there's a, there are rules. Uh, okay. And I think okay. he does let us know about how they might plan that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know. I yeah. can keep remembering. Your answer's coming soon. First, yeah. Yes. We're only into the first half hour. I forget yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed everyone's um, choices. Yes. And, uh, I don't have any honorable mentions. Do you, Candace? Well, I thought I had a sixth one, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I really, really did. And now I'm like racking my brain. Did I not write it down? I don't know. Oh, I'm kind of annoyed, but uh, no, I, I guess I don't. Darn it. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. Go. I have... Uh... Uh, turn, turn, turn by the birds oh. off of Turn, Turn, Turn. Um, Shine by Collective Soul off of Hints, oh. Allegations, and Things Left Unsaid. Yep. Hmm. 
And I tried to work this one in because they are my favorite band, much like, uh, you know, Chris and Peter Gabriel, Candice with uh, Fairnaked Ladies, uh, Verge, uh, Owl City off of Mobile Orchestra. I swapped back and forth between One More Time by Daft Punk and Owl City, um, but I ultimately went with Daft Punk just because mm-hmm. I think it had a bigger influence on, you know, choices like Owl City in the future. Nice. Cool. I have no honorable mentions because I was so, I don't know, just <laughs> so focused on these. Like, oh, these are so good. The albums are so good. These ones are so good that I don't need any honorable right. mentions. That's right. Right. Unquestionable. All right. Do we got anything else then for uh, minutes 26 to 30? No. Oh, we're halfway through the movie. No, not halfway. Wait, halfway through. We're, half, we're half hour in the movie. Half hour in the yeah. movie. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Will you take us out, Chris, with um, all of our social media reminders? Oh, I thought you were yeah, going to make me sing a song or something. <laughs> <laughs> take us out with the... <laughs> with your, your, your acoustic version of the Pink uh, Floyd song. Take doing... Um, uh, Mbop. 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 Uh, <laughs> if I knew... I would, I would give it a try if I knew the lyrics of Mbop better, but I don't know the, any of the choruses. Right. That, that would be adorable. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to work on that for the next episode. Uh, so, yeah, uh, social medias, while you're waiting, uh, yeah, definitely check us out on Facebook. We are You can uh, join the High Fidelity uh, Listener's Lounge. Is that what we call it? Is it High Fidelity Top 5 Listener's Lounge? Or I high... think it's High Fidelity Listener's Lounge. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That one, High Fidelity Listener's yeah, Lounge. Yeah, that's where all the cool kids hang out. That's right. Uh, so join us there. Uh, we're also on uh, Instagram uh, and as High Fidelity Top 5. We're on Twitter as High Fidelity Min. And I forget what else we're on, but uh, yeah. Spotify. Spotify, oh my gosh, Spotify is so the best one. you can hear all of our playlists. Yes, uh, you can not only listen to the podcast on Spotify, you can also check out all of our playlists at uh, High Fidelity Top 5 Podcast. So look us up there. Yeah. Uh, we've got the playlists, we've got all our top fives. Uh, check it all out, and we'll be back in a week on New Music Release Day, uh, talking about minutes 31 through 35. Yeah. Here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye now. Bye. Take care. Bye.